This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What, am I an idiot? Come on. That yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody! It's not human intelligence! If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Hello and welcome to the Godless Revolution. Today is Wednesday. June 16th. This is episode 337. I am Dan Ellis. I always chuckle when I do that because I'm really close to fucking up. Like every time I open the show, you'd think I would be better at it by now, but I'm so just you, not. You, you laugh because I got it right. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I'm thinking to myself like, Ooh, that was close. You dummy. <laughs> uh, so I am joined by two fabulous co-hosts, Mr. Ryan Duffy. Oh, fuck yeah. And Mr. Taylor Grin. Uh, happy Juneteenth uh, in three days, which will yeah. be a national holiday. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I know that, that that went through the House. Has the Senate approved it also? No. Of all things, it went through the Senate, and now it has to go through the House. Oh. Um, the Senate started it. And since the House has a large enough uh, Democratic majority, that that should be a no-brainer for them to pass. Oh, so, yeah, it went it went backward or yeah, the the opposite way of the way most things work in the in the uh, legislature. That's cool. Yep. I just know that I had heard a little bit of a blurb about it. Um, yeah, I've been awfully busy. What have you guys been doing over the last week? Let's start with uh, you, Mr. Grin. Gosh, what have I been doing the last week? Um, shit, actually. <laughs> If any of you guys out there <laughs> play Civilization Six <laughs> and you know how to do modding stuff, let me know because I've been fighting that game tooth and nail, not in the gameplay, but trying to get shit to happen. Like all of my leisure time has been spent trying to set up certain scenarios in this game. And I've gotten to the point where I'm like bending it to breaking it and I just I can't figure it out. It's frustrating, which is a super first world problem. But that's been my thing. <laughs> I've been I've been trying to set up a scenario where like um just civilization it's kind of like risk or settlers of Catan, but it's on the computer. And there are mods for like these incredibly detailed earth, you know, maps that that are like just massive and you can have like 30 civilizations on them and like replay history kind of deal and i've been trying to set up a scenario where like i am playing as like scandinavian settlers who you know tried to establish like a north american colony and then it worked rather than not and like something i am doing with changing how like the the leaders work in the game is just breaking it and so i'll get like 50 <laughs> turns in and it just shits Crackers. itself and and then steam tries to verify the game files and undoes mm. all the work that yep. i did on the back end no! <laughs> and so i got smart enough this most recent time to make my own backup so that it wouldn't do that but I'm still fucking something up. So if any of you out there is a, a Civ modder, let me know because I need to know what I'm doing. Yeah, that's my nerdy answer to that question. It's not wood making, but uh, that's what I do. Well, that sounds like fun. What about you, Mr. Duffy? 
I, I've just been trying to beat this fuck it heat. Uh huh. And uh, at work as well because it's fucking hot outside. Do you guys uh, have good AC at work? No, oh. we don't have AC at work. Oh fuck everything about that. We have eight. We have no, we have that. window units in our bedrooms. Uh huh. Mm. But like as far as the rest of the station goes. Uh, last year they went to go put a unit in and the guy that was there doing it, he goes, you know, this isn't air conditioning. Like we know, like, does the contractors know that? Or like, they don't give a fuck. What is it? What does that mean? (laughs) What, what do you mean? He, the guy doing it went to put in AC, but it's not AC as we know. So he put in this unit. It's like an air handler that circulates air throughout this, like around the station, just moves air. Uh He's like, this isn't air conditioning. This isn't going to like cool your building down. It just moves it around. Yeah, but we weren't the ones putting it in. It was like Big Army had this contract to put in its air mover handler system into the fire station. And we're like, yeah, we want air conditioning, but they won't fucking give it to us because this base is old as fuck. And they say it can't handle the electricity. How can it? uh, How can (laughs) that's just that sounds like one of the dumbest things ever. Like, how could it handle individual Window units. You said there's eight of them. Is that right? Uh, yeah, about that. Well, because those run on 110 in the air handler system. If they put in like the big air conditioners, would run on 220. Well, yeah. But, oh no. Well, yeah. But I'm I'm <laughs> saying like you've got eight at 110 that I'm guessing are running at a good clip when everybody's out there. Oh yeah. Rather full, than full, having full, full bore. Yeah, rather than so having basically, individual, you know, window units, you could yeah. have one big unit that services the whole fucking thing. Yeah, I wish. I wish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know how the army works. So, so mm-hmm. you don't, you don't have a big unit. And, no, yeah. no, we got a small, we got small units there. <laughs> uh, other than that, I've, uh, I got, I've been playing with that Lichtenberg machine. Oh yeah. And I, and I made mm-hmm. a cool gourd the other day because of the guy I work with got one and i'm like that's cool where'd you get it from i need that so i got one so we both have one now and he's like fuck you duffy and your epoxy shit i can't get epoxy to work on round stuff and i'm like because you're doing it wrong i got an idea <laughs> so i got the it's a two-part putty epoxy i'm like well i'll just fill in the cracks and mold it in there and color it and everything else and i showed it to him and i got a fuck you duffy how'd you figure that out and i'm like i'm good <laughs> he's been trying for like a month to get liquid epoxy to work on these gourds and i did it in a half hour <laughs> you're like don't use liquid dummy that's don't use liquid the whole thing so i gave i showed him the stuff i used and uh i actually i'm probably going to bring some into work with me so that he can i can show him how i did it and how i figured it out so he can do it too so so you don't get yeah, just learning duffy? learning art skills yeah <laughs> oh he sends he sends me fuck you he's one of my fire chiefs he sends me fuck you messages all the time <laughs> i build something cool i get a fuck you duffy <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. bastard yeah well fun stuffs man uh i have just been busy with work and shit but also installing blinds around the house i ordered blinds i'm coordinating roofing bids for people to come out and give us bids on a new roof for the house because it is in not dire need of a new roof, but I could maybe get one more year out of it and then it would be in a dire situation. So yeah, I'm you trying need a to, new roof. Yeah. So I'm trying to do it now because mm-hmm. our gutters are sagging everywhere. We've, you know, we've, we're getting new chimneys. I want to get a new roof, but yeah, it's been interesting. Looking forward to getting that done and golfing. I golfed yesterday. 
fucking crazy. Fuck, it was hot. <laughs> Dude, driving there, my car, the, the dash thing on my car, when I pulled out of the garage, or when I pulled out of the driveway, it was like 101, and it hit 106 at one point on my way there. And that was not good. Um, It was really fucking hot. When we got there, it was like hot and windy. It was like playing in a blast furnace. And I'm still trying to decide if it was better when the wind was blowing versus when it wasn't. People need to move out of the goddamn desert. Like between the (laughs) drought that's happening and tapping all the aquifers. What asshole thinks it's a good idea to grow fucking alfalfa in a desert? (laughs) Fucking Californians growing goddamn almonds in the desert. Like fuck all y'all. Get out of there. It can't support that amount of human beings. Like go to the rust and fucking golf courses. Who the fuck built a golf course in the I desert? I mean, Dan, I love you to death, but yeah, like that, that's a testament to mankind's arrogance right there. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, and in the meantime, you've got Utah's governor, you know, requesting that people of all faiths it's pray, pray to God for, for divine intervention to send some rain our way. Which is so fucking maddening. I posted a comment out on out on his Facebook page when he did that because the video that he posted was asking people of all faiths to come together. You know, regardless of whatever your regular faith tradition is, we should all come together and pray for this. What if you have no faith? Then are you yeah. are you viewed yeah. as less worthy, uh, as less of a person because you can't appeal for divine intervention from some fucking yeah. God who apparently knows all, but doesn't mm-hmm. know that we need fucking water or is withholding it until enough people fucking beg him for water. What a stupid fucking way to run a goddamn government. If, if prayer worked, casinos would ban it and uh, <laughs> insurance companies would require it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that simple. It's that's, that simple. That's there what, are too yeah. many industries that are tied up in fucking what? What do you call those charts? Right, where like they gauge out the different possibilities of things happening. Um, I know there's a term for it in like the insurance world. Like, oh, you're a 35 year old man with a hi- uh, history of smoking. Like, this is where you sit on our chart. This is what we're going to charge you for insurance. Right, mm, like your like your if, risk assessment. Yeah, there's or, a fucking word for it, and I can't think of it. But like, that's a fucking thing, man. If prayer worked you would get a discount from insurance companies for praying to a God. If mm-hmm. prayer worked, you wouldn't be allowed to do it on the fucking casino floor. <laughs> I think that is fucking brilliant and insightful. It's something that I hadn't really thought of before. My whole thing was just like, well, of course people pray for this, but it's fucking stupid because your God has a plan, right? Who are you to fuck with your God's plan? And if his plan is that we don't have any fucking water, then that's going to be it. You're asking your God to change his mind about the plan that he laid out. Or he's a fucking monster who is waiting for you to beg him so that you can get some fucking water out of him. It's either way. It's fucking stupid. My argument doesn't need to rely on the capriciousness of some divine being. Instead, I can look to the selfishness of mankind and say it still doesn't fucking work. At the end (laughs) of the day, somebody running a casino they they would pray to whatever God they needed to if it meant that they would get more money. They would be like that guy in the mummy with the fucking tangle of religious symbols around <laughs> his neck. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, it's really frustrating. And, you know, so I yesterday I just I grabbed a screen uh, screenshot of the weather forecast for the next seven days off of my phone. None of the days if memory serves, had a greater than 4% chance of fucking Mm -hmm. any bit of moisture. 
and and that's that's also what our humidity level is going to be is four percent oh yeah and temperatures <laughs> and temperatures right at or over a hundred fucking degrees for the next week not yeah, a lick of rain in sight and humans shouldn't fucking live there <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile we've got our governor saying that he wants everybody to pray for rain fuck you you stupid asshole <laughs> and he's i mean he's a decent enough guy but fucking how arrogant ignorant and stupid a request and mm-hmm. it just demeans everybody who isn't Want of a religious tradition yeah it it basically makes a demon of everybody who isn't a believer because they're not as valuable because they can't apply for divine intervention they don't have a god that they can request help from right so they're less people they're lesser people that that part of it is what probably bothered me the most is that it puts believers uh, ahead you know a step up above anybody who's not a believer because oh. if you're a believer then you've got you know, somebody watching your watching your back, looking over your shoulder, helping you out when you need it. And if you're not, then what? Well, you're you're mm. you're not as useful to us. So just fuck off. Well, well then we also get the oh, yeah. I was saying we also get the problem where you go in and say, hey, instead of prayer, I want to see action taken. I want to see someone actually do take actions to help correct this. Mm. Like, well, st- stop bashing the religious. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm not bashing your religion. I am, but I'm not. But I am. Yeah. Fucking do something about it. Don't fucking pray. <laughs> what were you gonna say, Taylor? You were gonna say I was gonna say if if that if that second class citizenry that, that they're trying to impose on everyone who's not their type of uh Christian um makes you mad, then uh you're gonna love what Ryan and I have for you oh, yeah. on the other side of this break. This is Callie. Just remember love is love. Support your local lesbians. You're listening to the Godless Revolution. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. What's wrong? Well, aren't we at least going to a black church? I mean, I knew today was going to be a total write-off, but I was at least looking forward to some great music and some pretty impressive hats. I mean, there's nothing but a bunch of lame-ass white people. You're lame-ass white people. I know, and I think it's pretty obvious that I hate myself. This isn't my regular church, all right? I don't live here either, remember? But it's Episcopalian, it's like 10 minutes from my house, and I think I saw a pride flag inside once, or maybe it was just a rainbow. I don't know. I'm doing what I can. It's Florida. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. All right. Welcome back, all you lovely people. Once again, we're going to kind of start this off in chronological order. And since I wrote my stuff last, I get to go first. (laughs) (laughs) So every year we got a lot of states that keep bringing up uh, uh, creation science or intelligent design cases. And I think a lot of them get skipped over. especially the ones that have happened in the past in the history, because we all know the Scopes Monkey Trial in 1925. That's probably the most famous case. Everyone knows that. We ain't going to fucking talk about it. But it's sad that they put that monkey on trial, though. I know. That poor He was just bastard. trying to ride a fucking bike. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1968, the Supreme Court of uh, Epperson versus Arkansas uh, the state had introduced a law that forbade the teaching of evolution in public schools. Kind of going back to a little bit of the scopes type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epperson was a public school teacher who sued, stating that the law forbidding the teaching of evolution was a violation of his First Amendment right to free speech. And the court agreed with Epperson. 
and found that the portion of the law permitting the teaching of creationism violated the First Amendment's Establishment Clause and the 14th Amendment, uh, due process and protection, which prevents the state from advancing and promoting a religion. Now, this this here is kind of like setting the precedence for almost all the other cases that come out because they they frequently go back to this case, be like, well, no, it's already been done. We've already mm-hmm. told you you can't fucking do this. But this probably created the ground for them to say, well, we're not advancing a particular religion. We're just clearing the way for a teacher to use their First Amendment rights to teach their you know, alternative yeah. bullshit. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So the next case uh, was in district court in 1982, and it was a case of McLean versus Arkansas. And they frequently cited Epperson uh, in their decision. Uh, now, when educators and parents had sued because a law required public schools to provide equal time to creation science and evolution science studies, uh, the the plaintiffs prevailed in that one, overturning the law as unconstitutional violation of free speech, due process, and equal protection uh, guaranteed underneath the First and Fourteenth Amendment. So, like in the first one, they're just saying no, you can't do that. Second one, like okay, you got to give them both a chance. Either if you're going to teach evolution, you got to teach creation right alongside it, which is kind of what we see now. But we see it now where they've changed the words and and that will come up here in just a little bit. Mm. So they're uh, just, they're, they're doing some weird word play where they think that, Oh, we'll just tweak the language a little bit and then we'll be able to sneak it through. Exactly. That's it's okay. That failed. Well, let's try this. Okay. That failed. Well, let's try this. But also in 1982, Louisiana also introduced a bill that was called Balanced treatment for creationism, science, and evolution science in public school instructions. Evolution uh, science? The, 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 or I'm sorry, creation science? Yes, creation science and evolution science needed to be taught, had equal treatment in the classroom. Mm. Now, the hitch to this one is you don't have to teach either. You don't have to teach either one? Neither is required to be taught creationism or evolution is not required to be taught. Mm. But if you teach one, you must teach the other. So either we're going to be like, if there was a a physical sciences class that said, you don't have to teach chemistry or alchemy, but if you teach one, (laughs) you have to teach the other. other. So they're calling that the balanced treatment. So it's like, either way, we're going to make you dumber. We're either, we're either going to neglect giving you valid information or we're going to give you some valid information and then also a bunch of bullshit. Oh, so like my sex ed classes in Utah. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) But luckily in 1987, that one went to the Supreme Court with Edwards versus, uh, Aguilar. And, uh, per the U.S. Supreme Court's requiring public schools to give balanced treatment to the theories of evolution and creation science it is unconstitutional as it is a complete ban to uh to teaching evolution in addition the supreme court uh a number of the state courts had also weighed in on the same issue and have likewise found that the regulations as incapable of passing the lemon test and therefore unconstitutional despite this anti-evolution legislation continues to be introduced by state legislators all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. 
Now in 2005, we've got Kitzmer versus uh, Dover Area School District. This is the first time we get introduced to intelligent design. So yeah, no longer is, the, is it. Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So no longer is it creationism science. Now we're being like everything else has fucking failed. Okay. Intelligent design it is. And guess what? Intelligent design fails because it violates the establishment clause and every fucking thing else in all the other ones. Now, I think this would have been a lot scarier. It is still scary because look at our Supreme Court. There's nothing that says that our Supreme Court right now will look at the precedent said set in the past and uh, agree with them. Mm-hmm. Well, and yeah. and religious people trying to pass this kind of nonsense is what led to the creation of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Yeah, right. That was. Yeah. I mean, in, in fact, I think that was Dover, wasn't it? Uh, well, it was in. I think he started it in like two thousand. The two. I got. It's like I got my Bible upstairs. Yeah, was, I think it was like two thousand five. Bobby Henderson started the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster because they were trying to pass creationism. That you had oh to, no, that, you that was actually in in my current state, Kansas. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, he was protesting the Kansas State Board of Education, mm. um, which had been using an intelligent design curriculum, and so he argued that um, if they were going to present a Christian-based creationism or intelligent design narrative, that he wanted an alternative narrative presented that a flying spaghetti monster created all life on Earth, and that there was a <laughs> correlation between the decrease in number of pirates and the increase in global temperatures. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's true. Which, it's true. There's, yeah, no, it's, there's absolutely, a, there's there's a, a correlation. correlation there. Yeah. 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 So the, the other little tidbit of information I snuck in here is uh, we always hear that they want to bring prayer back into school because without that, our, our society is being destroyed. Mm-hmm. What a weak ass God that can't, yeah, the- that can't, you know, make sure that we can keep prayer in schools. Like ordinary mortal humans can thwart the will of this all powerful God for some reason. Well, prayer really never was in school besides the only case I could find on it was the 1952 case with the New York school city district where they passed a law saying that you will have a, uh, a prayer along with the uh, pledge of allegiance. Mm-hmm. And their prayer was almighty God. We acknowledge our dependence upon thee and we right. beg thy blessing upon us, our parents, our teachers and our country. Amen. Please invisible Gross. monster in the sky. Be nice to us. Don't, 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 don't make our lives yeah. any harder than they already are. Oh, please, please. And I, well, they also argued that it wasn't a Christian prayer. We're just, it's, it's not, we're not saying the Christian God. We're just mm. saying almighty God. It can be anyone's God. You can pick your own God, mm. but you still have to pick a God. Mm-hmm. Well, in 1957, some of the parents decided to school, uh, sue the school on behalf of their children. Uh, and this wasn't taken up by the Supreme Court until 1962 in Engville or Engel versus uh, Vitali. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Supreme Court reached a ruling of six to one. And they said, no more prayer in school. It is unconstitutional because you have to you're you're forcing them to basically confirm a higher deity, a God. And that's unconstitutional based on the same exact shit as all the other cases. So, was yeah. prayer ever in school? Yeah, for a short time. 
Well, but not really that long. Well, but it wasn't even that it was like, like kid people can still fucking pray in school if they want to. The thing, yeah. the things they cannot do is that you cannot have a teacher or member of the staff lead and force other people to participate in their prayer. Yeah. And you cannot disrupt class as a student by yeah. interrupting class in order to pray, but you can still mm-hmm. fucking do it there. Like it's not, it's not that everybody said, we're going to kick God out of these fucking schools. And all of you Christians are just going to have to suck it up. You fucking whiny crybabies. No, that's not how well, it worked, man. And the interesting thing is, uh, Stephen Engel, mm-hmm. the guy who brought this case to the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. he's Jewish. Jewish. So it wasn't us atheists that got, got, uh, prayer taken out of schools. It was a religious person. Mm-hmm. Because um, he didn't agree with their prayer. I mean, that doesn't stop Christians. I'm, no. um, I'm, I'm, I've got a pretty close relationship, um, professionally with uh, Mikey Weinstein of uh, the Military Religious Freedom Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I probably get forwarded two to three emails a week that he gets by way of hate mail. And I would say of that, that I see that he sends me um, 60, 70% of it is somehow anti-Semitic. Most of the oh, time geez. coming from a Christian. Yeah. yeah. Um, his course. wife has published like two books of the hate mail that they've received. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. But don't you dare bash Israel. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, even that's a problem. Like the, the, um, conflation of Jewish Americans and the state of Israel, right? Has caused these like myths of dual loyalty, right? Which is something that white supremacists and, and other anti-Semites will use as, you know, justification for mistrusting Jewish folk. Um, and then. Uh, you know, it's also used as a defense of Israel by claiming that you are anti-Semitic if you disagree with the policy decisions of Israel, which yeah. are not one and the same. Yeah. But yeah, MRFF, great organization. Mikey does good work. Um, a lot. Uh, I think greater than 50% of the people who, uh, appeal to the MRFF to try and get the U.S. military to not engage in like religiously biased practices are religious themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's it's us atheists that get the yelling at. Well, yeah, well, and it's mm-hmm. and it's. I mean, so so Mikey does good work. Barry Lynn does great work with Americans mm-hmm. United, and it's that these are believers who understand mm-hmm. that they don't want our government to be meddling at all in anybody's religious traditions. Right? They don't want the government to be able to force people to do anything as far as a religious observance, because then it becomes, okay, well, whose religious observance are we going to, to make everybody follow? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what method of prayer are we going to have everybody follow? What traditions and rituals are we going to make everybody follow? And if these aren't of your particular faith, well, then, you know, maybe you need to modify your faith. They understand that that's where this is all headed is that you have one group in power who wants to force everybody else to, to adhere to their particular faith traditions and rituals. Mm-hmm. And that's a really bad way to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and anybody who thinks that, and obviously this is probably not you, dear listener, but anyone who thinks that their government might be better off if it was led by a religion should examine how the government of Iran functions mm-hmm. or Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, shit. Wait, are you going to blitz us, Taylor? I am going to run a blitz. It's going to be great. 
right after this break. Hi, this is Megan Kennedy. I'm a speaker with the Satanic Temple. You can find me on Twitter at Six Moments, and you're listening to The Godless Revolution. Just about ready for the first pitch here this afternoon. Sitko making his spring debut on the mound, looking to bounce back from, well, a pretty disastrous season last year, where he had about as much control as an Amish kid during a rum spring at Burning Man. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! And we're back. Uh, thank you, Ryan. And we have caught up. We are now moving into the modern day. Uh, and with that, the impacts that Christian nationalists are having on the present and future not merely their manipulation of the past. Um, up front for the stuff that I'm covering today, um, I really want to thank organizations like LGBTQ Nation, uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State. Um, they were a couple of my big sources for this. Um, they've done fantastic coverage of Project Blitz. Uh, and then additionally, Catherine Stewart's Power Worshippers, which we've talked about in previous episodes of the show, has a very good chapter, a couple of chapters on Project Blitz. And what's that? Um, Project Blitz <laughs> first uh, started in 2015, though the like journalism community only really became aware of it in around 2018. Um, it is a united effort to push legislation at the state level across the entire United States. And I want to be clear. Project Blitz is not some cutesy name that atheist activists slapped onto it to drive donations. Project Blitz is what the Christian nationalists themselves named it. It's the title of the model legislation and strategy document that they themselves publish. So why is it that journalists were only, you know, didn't didn't know about this right away? Like, Well, so what happened was um, uh, the organizations behind Project Blitz, which I'll talk about in a moment, um, we're publishing annual model legislation and strategy guides. Um, and they put those guides on a website and then they basically just pointed through their lobbying apparatus, lawmakers and their aides toward that policy document so that they could go through and use that model legislation, um, in order to create their own laws. And that's actually something I'll be talking about here in a minute. So they just wrote um, up a bunch of templates that these people could go out and use and they mm -hmm. didn't. Yeah. So, or my guess is that they, they did all of this, you know, provided these templates and then there was no great announcement of, Hey, these are the wonderful things we're working on because they were trying to subvert fucking democracy. Mm -hmm. So they're yeah. doing this yeah. all as a back channel, backdoor kind of thing, providing these conservative religious lawmakers with these templates to write outrageous religiously yeah. biased laws into effect. Yep. And and they're run by, as far as we know, a small council of Christian nationalists. Um, and most of those Christian nationalists are also very closely associated with Republican politics. The primary group behind it is the Chesapeake, Virginia based Congressional Prayer Caucus, um, which is led by former Representative Randy Forbes of Virginia. Uh, he was a Republican or is a Republican. Um, in addition, Blitz has support from friend of the show, David Barton's group, Wall Builders, <laughs> um, and a nonprofit legal defense firm that David Barton is also a board member of called the National Legal Foundation. Mm -hmm. um, the executive officer 
of uh, CPC, the Congressional Prayer Caucus, Leah Karawan, claims that their state legislation network now comprises, and, and this is as of 2019, now comprises some 950 legislators organized in the prayer caucuses in 38 states and that they expect, sorry, I went back in time here, and that they expect to have 42 state prayer caucuses by the end of 2019. 32 state prayer caucuses are said to be staffed with state directors. And when they say state directors, that basically means that the CPC or or like Project Blitz agents of one form or another has a dedicated lobbyist staffed to the state legislature in 32 states in order to, quote fingers, advise them on legislation that is relevant to Project Blitz's interests. So yeah. if you've ever watched a movie like Thank You for Smoking, Imagine, you know, 32 dedicated Aaron Eckhart's working on behalf of Christian nationalism, whose full time job it is to reach out to one state's legislator. Multiply that by 32 states. And then you get shit like the the thing that Ron DeSantis signed this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where yeah. And, and we'll get into to what kind of model bill that is. Okay. So Project Project Blitz has three grouping categories, technically kind of four. Um, and they, they group those categories according to the degree of opposition that they anticipate, one being the least. So the general plan is to start with less controversial measures in order to get legislators com- uh, comfortable with the subject matter um, in order to seek small victories first and to waste the time and finances of activists trying to prevent Christian nationalism being inserted into our politics. Well, and then it, a, yeah. well, and then it's okay. like this is this just is the on ramp for them to pass yeah. more yeah. wild and crazy laws at yeah. each iteration, yeah. right? Yep. yep. Like they're they're trying um, to they're they're making this the new normal. They're trying to normalize these actions in order to pass even more restrictive, more overtly religious legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this will yeah. make you mad during a telecon. Uh, sorry, teleconference. Um, to launch Project Blitz in February 16th, 2016, um, David Barton explained to the state legislators on the call that in God we trust bills and bills uh, in the category one are, quote, kind of like whack-a-mole for the other side. It'll drive them crazy that they will have to divide their resources in opposing this. They won't know what to do with this, and it'll be great. It'll be great. Yeah, because they got a shit ton of money and right. we don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, and if we're, you know, playing whack-a-mole with 32 different states all passing their own, you know, in God we trust bill, uh, that's going to tap the resources of, of groups like our friends at the Freedom from Religion Foundation and Americans United. Yeah. So let's get into those three, uh, three plus one uh, categories, right? First is legislation, and I'm using their words, legislation regarding our country's religious heritage, e.g. that America is a Christian nation. So that's when you... The Ten Commandments stuff, the Mm -hmm. in God we trust, all that stuff. Yep, yep. Uh, Fucking a lot of stuff that like sucks the dick of Christopher Columbus, that kind of thing. Um, Yeah, pilgrim shit. Passing passing Um, legislation to have things like in God we trust having yeah. to be displayed yep. in schools on mm-hmm. police and state vehicles on license on plates license plates yeah mm-hmm. so the second level is resolutions and proclamations which are themselves non-binding uh that recognize the importance of religious history and freedom right so this functions as a propaganda arm 
um, and enables uh, Christian nationalists to use the apparatus and legitimacy of the state in order to proliferate a message of Christianity is the preferred religion here. You know, you are a secondary person if you don't follow that. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it is like non-binding or is merely proclamatory, it's very hard to counter those in lawsuits because it's hard to, to demonstrate harm, right? It's possible, but it's harder. Mm-hmm. Um, the third category is religious liberty protection legislation. This is the kind of shit where you'll see, yeah. and I'll get into greater detail on this uh, uh, later. Like hobby, in my lobby. Uh, hobby Lobby um, legislation that tries to prevent, uh, say, gay couples or non-Christian couples from adopting kids. Uh, bans on gay marriage, bans on abortion, that kind of stuff. All done under the guise of religious liberty. So typically using language of um, preventing preventing the state or the Fed from stopping an employee from doing something that conflicts with their firmly held religious beliefs. Yeah. So you've got doctors and pharmacists refusing to issue prescriptions for birth control. Mm-hmm. You've got doctors who won't provide uh, necessary uh, procedures. Yeah. 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 All mm-hmm. of this kind of mm-hmm. shit that, that supposedly goes against their religious beliefs. Yeah. And then in 2018, they added a fourth focus um, to the strategy element of their guide. Um, and that focus was talking points to counter anti-freedom, anti-religious freedom legislation. So it's, it's basically an entrenchment measure. It's a measure for them to counter the counterattacks and try and entrench themselves further. Um, even tier one legislation is dangerous. Consider yeah. Arizona, which passed a law allowing in God, we trust posters to hang in public schools. Then in 2018, it passed a law allowing the state motto "God enriches" to hang along, uh, si- sorry, to hang on the wall alongside it. Each step might seem minor, but students will now be attending schools that send these two religious messages to the students every day. For students who don't believe in God or have non-traditional concepts of deity, this is a fundamental violation of the right of conscience. Yeah, well, yeah I think and- I actually remember a case where one of the teachers followed that rule but didn't follow it. She mm-hmm. put it in really small text at the bottom mm-hmm. of a poster, yep. and she got in trouble for not having it displayed large enough. I, I believe it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and and so I noticed that you used the word allowing in God We Trust posters to hang in, in public schools. Mm-hmm. I know that here in Utah, yeah. it's not just that it it's allowed, it's mandated. Like mandated. It has to yep. be in the school prominently. Yeah. It has to be displayed yep. in a prominent location in the school. In that, that case, I'm thinking of that one might have been here in Utah where the teacher didn't have it displayed big enough yeah. in the classroom. Oh, yeah. There are guidelines yep. about how uh, about how large the text and sign have to be. Yeah. And it's yeah. not that it's allowed. It's mandatory. You have to put this in your school. Yep. So like you were saying, um, each goal establishes a foundation to work on subsequent goals. When working on the first goal, remember, this was back in 2015, 2016, um, establishing America as a Christian nation got liberal legislators and activists uh, onto shows like Fox News, arguing against things like In God We Trust legislation and presented and then Fox News would present them as being un-American. This paved the way for religious freedom bills that would juxtapose like the religious freedom of Christians against the like atheism oppression by liberals, right? In order no- to say, no, no, we're just allowing teachers to express their religious freedom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and they would present it as, oh, yeah, we're just allowing the schools to put up a banner for our national motto. Aren't you patriotic? 
and and these kinds of bills led to further religious freedom bills that actually prohibit behavior uh, uh, or freedoms on behalf of people who are non-Christian uh, or or non-religious entirely. One such example is the Mississippi Missile. So the Mississippi Missile is a like Christian nationalist term for a House bill that passed in the Mississippi House um, in 2016. Um, that bill is based on the Hobby Lobby decision of 2014, which established that um, like Hobby Lobby didn't have to pay for contraceptives and shit like that um, because it went against the company's firmly held religious belief. Um, the Mississippi law in question um, protected employees in that state from having to like do things that were against their firmly held religious beliefs. Like if you're a pharmacist, you know, issuing out the appropriate prescription for like a plan B pill or something like that to a customer, you could claim, Oh, well I'm a Catholic, so I don't want to do it and get away with it. Um, ever since that bill, the Christian nationalist movement has been using that legal model as a way for them to introduce restrictions on the freedoms of people who are not Christian nationalists. Um, and what it's really doing um, and, and I think dangerously so is carving out a separate legal system. They are slowly creating a legal structure where if you can claim the right kind of religious belief, the law does not apply to you. And conversely, if you like carve out the right legal landscape, you can make the law um, harm the people that you want to harm. Right. Um, it's like that Simpsons quote. Right. I said that the law was powerless to help you, not powerless to harm you. <laughs> right. Um, and and what they've been doing is passing legislation that, for example, um, labels parents child abusers if they support their transgendered kids or if, uh, you know, you're attempting to adopt kids from an adoption agency that has Christian people running it, they can deny you adopting a child because you are gay or Jewish or not the right kind of Christian. Um, it's also allowing people to, uh, parents to abuse their kids by way of firmly held religious belief, including like the beating kind of thing that evangelicals will do where they'll literally like, beat the shit out of their kids with, with reads and stuff or do conversion therapy um, or the way that Christian scientists will not engage in proper healthcare. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Spare the rod, spoil the child. Yeah. So um, in 2018 with some carryover for, from 2017 project blitz um, was the model legislation for 71 bills at the state level. Um, 23 of which were, uh, in God, we trust type bills. Um, eight bills were in support of biblical literacy, which is basically creating the room for teachers to proselytize their kids under the guise of teaching biblical literacy. Um, 10 of which were first amendment defense, defense acts, which are, you know, kind of like the bills I was talking about where they, they allow people to basically break the law if they have a firmly held religious belief. Um, there were clones of Rifra, seven clones of Rifra. Um, let's see what are some other interesting ones here. Um, there were there was one that basically said marriage is between a man and a woman. Um, there was another one that tried to uh, like protect students leading prayers at school to try and get away, um, uh, try and get around the fact that teachers and administrators can't lead students in school to basically create like, 
little Christian nationalist kids as puppets. Oh, we had um, that at our high school. Yeah. We had, there's a, the, the, the prayer club. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to do it on school grounds and it wasn't allowed to be led by a teacher. So yep. they had to go across yep. the street to the baseball diamond and they could stand in their circle and do their, we just call them Jesus freaks, but yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we called ours in, in my high school, we made fun of them um, using the acronym that George Orwell had in 1984, the junior anti-sex league. Um, <laughs> so we call them jazzles. Yeah. Uh. Um, so project blitz is also involved in Trojan horse legislation. Um, it's legislation that creates patently unconstitutional policy at the state level, such as banning abortion or gay marriage, which mm-hmm. have been ruled by the Supreme court as being legal. Um, but the idea um, above and beyond uh, propagandizing Christian nationalism is the hope that if a conservative majority, which there now is on Supreme Court, ever did something like repealed uh, gay marriage or abortion or relegated it to the states, that those states would automatically become anti-gay marriage or anti-abortion states. So the minute that the Supreme Court relegates that back down to the state level rather than the federal level, there's there's like a couple dozen states where immediately abortion and gay marriage would be illegal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the, the Utah is one of them. Yeah. 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 Utah is one of them. Utah has passed legislation that says that as soon as this, as soon as we're able, we're going to fucking do this. We're already yeah. putting it on the books. As soon as the Supreme Court says it's okay, this law is going into effect. Yeah. So, so kind of speaking to what you were talking about earlier, Dan, um, one thing that's worth noting is that Project Blitz began with an arrogant confidence, uh, but it appears that they have uh, uh, realized they went mask off too soon, right? They posted their Project Blitz um, like documentation, their strategy guide online. Anyone could get to it. I have copies on my computer right now. Um, however, in 2018, when groups like Americans United um, exposed Project Blitz for what it was, um, they stopped publishing their guides online. Mm. Um, they rebranded or probably debranded themselves from Project Blitz to the quote Freedom for All project. Um, and the toolkit that they offered um, has now become invitation only. Um, I need the listeners to know <laughs> I have gone through lengths to try and get this toolkit. Um, I reached out to a lawyer I know to see whether or not it would be illegal for me to like pretend to be somebody I'm not to try and get a hold of them. And that lawyer <laughs> yeah. advised me to like basically hire a private investigator. Yeah. And, and I told some- you to screw your lawyer. Just do it. <laughs> oh yeah. See, that's, that's bad advice. Um, <laughs> so, so it, I can't get a hold of the most recent copy of the project blitz playbook. Um, there's something I want to say. I don't have any direct evidence, but I've looked at the language of these bills and they all seem similar enough that like, I absolutely believe that all of the anti-trans bills that have been coming out in the last year have been modeled in the freedom for all project. Agree. Can't get a hold of the document. Mm-hmm. So here's with the prevalence of them. Mm-hmm. With how many yeah. are being passed across yep. different States? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, yep. That's, I mean, to me, that's almost proof enough that there is a larger project behind all of them, mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. when there was nothing to spur it on besides let's find our next attack. Yeah. yeah a larger so project that's like blitzing all of our legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you to go to cpcfoundation.com and I can't ask you to pretend that you're somebody that you're not 
and try to apply to get a copy of the Religious Freedom Measures Toolkit for legislatures only. Um, but if I got a copy, that would be neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not saying that you couldn't call that or contact them and just like, for example, say that you're representing Mike, representing Mike Lee of Utah and, uh, need the most current information. Right, right. I'm not no, sure like role playing. That's illegal. I'm I'm pretty sure that it is. And and this is definitely not advice. I'm saying that, it, that like I personally wouldn't go out to cpcfoundation.com and lie to get a copy of the religious freedom measures toolkit for legislators only. But it would be really cool if I could find that document in like my email someday. Um that's <laughs> no, that's Taylor. all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> You know that representative in Oregon that got, just got kicked out of uh, office? Yeah. Did you see how he got kicked out? Um, he, that was for letting in the protesters, right? Yeah, for telling them, if you call this number, just a hypothetical yeah, number, yeah, yeah. gave him the number, and you tell them you're at the door, just hypothetically, that mm-hmm. hypothetical number might call a hypothetical person that will then mm-hmm. maybe possibly hypothetically open that door for you. But I'm not oh, saying absolutely. to call that number, but if you want that number, write it down. It might oh, hypothetically be this. No, no, I get you. I get you. The thing is, <laughs> I am not a legislator, right? True. Um, True. And you're you not act, asking anybody to right. break into a public or a, a government building mm-hmm. illegally. Right, right, right. And I'm not, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not telling any specific person to do any actionable thing. Right. That's not what I'm doing. Um, so I guess you could say that maybe stochastically I'm, I'm encouraging a behavior, (laughs) but clearly we lack the legal framework to handle any sort of stochastic action. Um, (laughs) otherwise certain people would be in jail for things like January 6th. So would have, would have been in jail four fucking years ago. Right. 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 Um, so stochastically it would be awful. Um, And hypothetically, (laughs) if you are outside of this country, Mm. do this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah does that give them more protection it no. probably does it probably <laughs> does and and then after the fact if i were to receive it as a gift uh you know i'm not even necessarily required to say you know that i knew how i received it right so that's True. that's all i'm saying is that um you know, the cpcfoundation.com does have a form that you have to fill out and say who you work for and all that jazz. So, you know, you'd have to be somebody who says that they're an employee of a legislator to get that religious freedom measures toolkit for legislators only. Um, so maybe we've got a listener who works for a legislator, um, probably a Republican one, right? Because I doubt they'd hand it out to a Democrat. Yeah. But, you know, that's 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 what I got for today. That's Project Blitz. It's awful. It is the reason why states are passing legislation to try and religiously indoctrinate kids and strip the rights away from LGBTQ uh, community members. And um, we need to stop these people. We need to uh, vote for candidates who aren't captured by the Christian nationalist lobby. Um, And the reason why I say that, the reason why it's so important is because next episode, we are going to be talking about some state legislators who are... um, Basically calling for the overthrow of the American government. Um, next yeah. week, we're going to be talking about Matt Shea um, and his organization that he's founded called the Coalition of Western States. Um, and I'm going to talk to you about a Christian nationalist fascist movement 
um, that is not only like brewing in America, it is metastasizing in the American West right now. And uh, it's bad news bears. So yeah. I'm looking forward to you joining us next week for that episode. So this has been awesome. Thank you both so much. This is, this is a lot of great information. I have learned quite a bit over the last few weeks and look forward to learning more next week as well. But we have come to the end of this episode. Before we go, I want to make sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. That would be two skeptical chaps. Alan Firth. Don't be a Richard. Hunter Grin. John McCullough. Ollie Olson. Thanks for the shout out, man. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, because I was in that thread. I think it was a puzzle on a thunderstorm uh, group. Somebody was looking for shows to listen to, and they were asking for like UK and Australia shows. So I was like, I don't think I'm going to like pitch us. And Ollie Olson was like, no, you should listen to our show. And the guy (laughs) said that he was subscribing. So thank you so much. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Word of mouth matters a lot. For sure. Sinead Duffy. Steve Kuno. Steven Andrus. Tiffany Hudson. Vanessa. All hail, Peanut Butra. Andrew Vodapich. Corey Ebert. Jeff Peterson. Jeremy Goodson. Megan Mitchell. Utah Outcasts. Wesley Aaron. Freethinker215. Matthew Sanders. Chad Pryor. Janet Uter. Purple Dragon. Savita Kuna. Jean-Paul Sartre. Tim Jacobson. Trisha Weir. A noble spirit embiggens the smallest man. A perfectly cromulent statement. You almost fucked up. (laughs) I couldn't see the text is super small and I'm old. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Ryan just wants... Just one. He was hoping you would fuck up so he could go. See, yeah. Yeah. see, it's not just me. Nah. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to Ted Sellen and Sarah Segovia. And finally, James. Which, oh my gosh, thank you for all the stuff you've been sending me, James. Because for this next episode we're doing, it is going to be a huge help. Sweet. Well, thank you all very much. If you, dear listener, would like to become a Patreon patron, you can do so very easily by going to godlessrevolution.com and you can click on the Patreon thing or you can just go straight to Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash godlessrevolution where you can (laughs) sign up for as little as $1 per episode and then you get a Patreon feed for our show where I release things like clips from the cutting room floor, extended segments. Uh, sometimes bonus episodes, sometimes uh, extended outtakes, all that kind of fun stuff. I want to say too, that I have been alerted that in our regular feed, there was an ad for some Christian stuff. That what? I, what? Yeah I, ads. yeah. I, well, I had received an email a while ago saying that this thing may be happening, but I didn't like, I just kind of skimmed over it. I didn't pay much attention to it because I thought, well, surely this means that I will have to provide a positive affirmative response to say, yes, please put ads in the fucking show that I'm paying you to host. Uh, but no, <laughs> apparently that was not the way it works. And so I will be looking into that more when I have some time. And in the meantime, I thought, well, you know, if I, if some, Christian dummy who wants to post their ad on an atheist show uh, doesn't seem like the wisest expenditure yeah. in my mind, but 
Maybe I this mean, is all part of their God's plan. If we can get revenue from it, please feel free to advertise on our show, Christians. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, maybe this is all part of their God's plan to bilk his followers out of money to support an atheist show. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. All right. <laughs> so, uh, but it was uh, Stephen Andrus who brought that to my attention. Oh. Uh, and yeah, apparently he... So he's a he's a Patreon patron, but doesn't listen to the Patreon feed very often because he uses a different app. So if there is anything we can do, dear listener, if you are a Patreon supporter or would like to become one and you are unable to get to the Patreon feed or whatever the case may be, reach out, send me a message and let me know so that I can try to help you sort through that and make things easier for you to get the Patreon feed and all of the bonus stuff that you are ent- are entitled to as a Patreon member. Yeah. And if you are not, um, you know, in a position, COVID has been hard on all of us to help us with Patreon. Um, it would help us a lot if you would go to like iTunes or, you know, Stitcher. Uh, um, we're not on Spotify yet. We're, we're thinking about it. it Spotify is weird, man. Yeah. Spotify they got a lot of weird hard rules. To get a podcast on, but we're working on it. Um, but if you're on any of those services, um, give us a rating and or a review. Um, it helps a lot, you know, share, share our show on social media. Um, tell your friends, you know, especially we're going to try and do more of these mini series so that, um, you can be able to say to your friend, Hey, like they've got this, you know, five episode thing, like learn something new, like (laughs) see if it's for you. Um, so yeah, give us, give us a hand if you can. Yeah. We'd appreciate it. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And then you can use these shows as a, future resource if you have questions or you want to point somebody to a source for more information about a particular subject. Yeah. Um, there's somebody, uh, um, you know, a couple of steps removed from me who recently uh, shared something from uh, Turning Points USA. And because of that, um, I'm going to be putting together an episode um, yeah. probably shortly after we're done with this miniseries to give you guys the reasons as to why they're turning points horrible. USA is just yeah a piece of shit um as an organization and i'm i'm really wanting to make that show something that is buttoned down to the point where you can give it to your uncle frank right and say you know here is why this is bullshit stop sharing it you know i really want to make sure that we tighten that up so that it's something you can share with like somebody who might still be religious um but to give them good reason to not listen to that bullshit that tpusa puts out so and I want to do those kinds of episodes from time to time. Um, and please tell us if there are subjects that you want to see get the treatment. You know, I'm, I'm happy to research anything that, that you guys are interested in or want to know more about. So thank you. This has gone on a bit long. I'm going to shut the fuck up. Now. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Here I am in the car by myself uh, talking to myself. That's, uh, that's chaos theory. That's, uh, that's daily. <laughs> well, thank you all very much for listening. Thank you guys for putting this together and all of the research and preparation that you've put into this. I appreciate it ever so much. With that, I am out. I'm going to go have some dinner. Oh, Ooh, sounds, sounds good. Great. Whiskey time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love notes so much. I just love passing them in class and getting them and reading them and folding them up. I just love them. Notes, 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 notes. <laughs> their, their decisions. I, I think I fucked up on my notes, which we can, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs>